This episode of Author Stories is brought to you by the Writing Mastery Academy. Founded by Jessica Brody, author of the best-selling plotting guide, Save the Cat Writes a Novel. The Writing Mastery Academy features online, on-demand writing courses, including the official Save the Cat Writes a Novel companion course, novel fast drafting, crafting dynamic characters, and productivity hacks for writers to name just a few, plus monthly live webinars on various writing topics. Go to jessicabrody.com slash hank to learn more and get your first month of unlimited access to all the content for just $6. That's right, just $6. jessicabrody.com slash hank. You're listening to the Author Stories Podcast. Bringing you the story behind the stories and the storytellers. Margaret White. Terry Brooks. Sheena Kamal. Matthew Quick. J.T. Ellison. Walt D. Williams. Brad Ford. Corey Doctorow. Brandon Sanders. Robin Mom. Ernest Klein. Jim Butcher. Sherwin Harris. Visit HankGarner.com for archives of all the shows. Today's guest is... Well, thanks for joining me again for the Author Stories Podcast, where I bring you the story behind the stories and the storytellers. Today, I am super excited to have my friend Tracy Wolf back on the show with me today. You might remember uh, just under a year ago, we talked with Tracy about a brand new book, which kicked off a brand new series for her, and it was called Crave. And we talked about all the paranormal goodness uh, that that Crave represented and this new world uh, that she was building. And I'll tell you what, just under a year ago, I, I think we talked last April and it's March now. Uh, so just about 11 months ago, you kicked off this series with Crave. We are now talking about Covet, which is book three in the series, which is out everywhere now. It came out last week. And so we've we've had Crave and then we had Crush, which came out in the fall. Is that right? And now Covet. And now we are looking forward to Court, uh, if we can, can do that, which is going to come out later this year, I think. Which is going to be four years. I mean, four books in about a year and a half that uh, you know this series will will have spanned. Um, I said all that to say welcome back to the show, Tracy. Well, thank you. It's it's really exciting to be here. I love your show, so I'm thrilled to uh, to be invited back. Well, thank you, thank you, um, Tracy. It's been a crazy year since we talked uh, last time. You know, we we talked uh, about April and you know. Um, we were just starting to kind of get a glimpse into what 2020 was was ramping up to be and what COVID-19 uh, wound up being. And you were launching this epic book series in this time. Um, how did how did that go for you? I mean, obviously, we're talking about book three now. So, um, you know, it, it was a crazy year to launch a new book and a new series, wasn't it? It was it was a crazy crazy time, uh, especially in April, to because uh, we launched April seventh, and a lot of the publishers had actually pushed the their books back, um, till the fall, and um, because they thought well COVID would be over by then, and they didn't want to try and launch, so um, we made the decision. My publisher um, made the decision not to push the book back. We'd already done you know a ton of publicity. We were really amping up. We were afraid, <laughs> I think, a little bit on what was going to happen, but um, we decided to go ahead. But it was really interesting because we kind of had to invent everything. You know what I mean? 
we um the we had you know got on the call with our publicist and we're like well what you know what do we do so we had to you know at that time it was like literally everybody had just gone into lockdown zoom was just becoming a thing so my publisher you know bought zoom we were one of the first ones to do that and we scheduled a whole week of of um virtual events which had pretty much not been done up until that point you know you know we were all just kind of figuring out what you know how it worked right and <clears throat> So yeah, so that was a lot of confusion and, and a little bit of fear, but it's actually gone really incredibly well. Like I couldn't have asked for for a better launch. The bloggers just took the the book under their wings and they were really lovely. And um and the series has I think done really, really well for us. Um, but yeah, there were moments early on that we were we were nervous, of course, about launching right at the beginning of the pandemic. Well, Tracy, I've gotten to ask um a lot of authors recently um, about what this year has meant for for their creative process and their day-to-day work because it, as writers you know we we spend a lot of time kind of in a room by ourselves uh, you know with our computers or notebooks or whatever um, and you know our day-to-day life is kind of um, solitary in a lot of ways so you, a a worldwide pandemic and lockdown you would think wouldn't affect um the a a writer's life so much but there's something weird about the rest of the world deciding they're going to do it along with you (laughs) which is kind of weird but what has (laughs) yeah what what has this meant for you and and do you feel like um, that your process has changed, uh, you know, going through this because you are no, uh, no newcomer to publishing. You, you have a huge back catalog of books. You, you've been doing this for a while and kind of have your process nailed down, but what, what did this time mean for you? You know, it was, you know, I'm one of those weird, very, very weird, very rare extrovert authors. So, um, I am one of those ones who loves to go on writers retreats and loves to like meet up at you know Barnes and Noble and write with her friends and all of that. Um, so so not being able to do that was was difficult for me. I will say you know I'm I've got three kids so there's and my mother lives with me so there's six of us in the house. Um, and that was that was a process. Thank God everybody's got their own room, right? Um, but that was a right. process. Right. Because usually, yeah, you, you ship the kids off to school and, you know, it's just, you know, me and my mom in the house usually. And, you know, I, you know, do stuff for her and then, you know, go about my day and my writing and, and all of that. So learning to um, learning to write with all the commotion around has been an experience, let's say. <laughs> um, I'm one of those writers I always say, you know, if the book is going well. I can write through a hurricane. I can write through my three boys because I have three boys, you know, getting into a huge argument behind me, literally, and not even know what's going on, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but when it's going badly, you know, I'm like, do you have to breathe so loud? Like, why are you breathing? Do you have to breathe somewhere else when you have to breathe, you know? And so learning through the difficult times is, you know, all books have times where like, things are going well. And then there are times where you're like this, I'm just writing junk, you know? And so learning how to write through those times, um, has been a little bit of a challenge, but, uh, but yeah, 
we're doing it. We're year in now, right? So, well, and you're definitely doing it. I mean, we're we're talking about book three out now, um, which leads me to ask, um, how much of the series did you have done before Crave published? Because I, I know that this was something that you had thought about for a while, and you and your publisher, you and your publisher put an amazing amount of work into the launch of Crave. I mean, I, I think we talked last time about this fantastic box that I got in the mail with I mean, I'm talking about the the presentation was just off the charts. It was you, you talk about a publisher that cares about a book launch. They really went yeah. all in for Crave. Um, so so how much of of this did you have done or 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 did you have kind of in your mind plotted out? You know, I know where this is going to go so that when this hit, you had a did you did you have a roadmap for yourself? We have, yeah, we definitely had a roadmap. I definitely know, you know, you know, it's one, you know, you know, the high points of, of what you want, you know, where you want the series to end, you know, what you want to, to have happen along the way to get there. Um, the nitty gritty of, oh, this scene followed by this scene followed by this scene. No, of course not. That's, you know, um, being made up as you write, but I definitely, you know, I knew my major beats. I knew for the books, I knew, I knew where I wanted to go. Um, but to answer your question, no, we did. <laughs> we did not. I did not have um, have Crush written when we launched Crave. I was working on it. I had just started working on it. We had planned on doing a year between books um, is how our original schedule looked like, which is the regular YA release yeah. schedule. But um, Crave hit. And the response to it was just so strong and and so good and and so lovely. And Target picked up, you know, more copies. Like we, you know, we hit our seventh printing pretty quick. And um, that's crazy. Yeah, it it was pretty crazy. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's been it's been a joy. Um, but Target like really, you know, wanted had guaranteed us release dates and and um, other publishers were or other um, booksellers um, were. We're getting on, you know, getting into it. And we were just, um, yeah, we wanted to make sure that we could provide the series to the fans. The fans um, were clamoring for it. We thought, you know, with the pandemic, everybody needed a little joy and something yeah. they could, you know, hold on to. And um, like I said, my fans and the bloggers were were so incredible that we just really wanted to um, to be able to give them that. And so then when the booksellers, you know, were on board with it, um, we were, we were thrilled to be able to do it, but it has been, you know, a little bit of, I feel like, you know, not in a bad way, but a little bit of a hamster wheel on the writing of them. Cause they're not small books. Right. I always laugh and say they're, no. a <laughs> 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 cause they are, they are some hefty, uh, hefty books, but, um, yeah, so I did not have them actually written. So I've been pretty much writing nonstop since, uh, since the pandemic hit. Authors, I have a fantastic new service to tell you about. It's called PubSite. PubSite is a service to help you build your very own website, your home on the web, where you can promote your work and give your fans a place to connect with you. PubSite is a website platform that allows every author, regardless of budget, to have a great-looking professional website developed by the book marketing professionals at FSB Associates. PubSite is the new easy-to-use DIY website builder developed specifically for books and authors. Whether you're an author of one book or 20, 
or a small publisher, PubSite allows you to build, design, and most importantly, update your website pain-free. No need to be dependent on a designer or webmaster to make a small but costly change to your website. Save the money and do it yourself. PubSite is the best platform for authors because it's a book-centric platform. PubSite was built just for authors and small publishers. Every design, feature, and layout is book-centric. They have customized designs for you to use. It's easy to build. No coding or HTML is necessary to create a stunning, professional-looking website with all the features you want. Get a custom domain name, yourname.com. It's simple to update. You can add all of your books, add a blog and a book tour, sell from any retailer, manage your email list and social media, and even do e-commerce. Build your website with a 14-day free trial, then pay just $19.99 per month, which includes hosting, and we offer packages starting at $499 to set up the website for you. Pub-Site.com, the place to help authors find their home on the web. Are you looking for software that helps you bring your novel to life? Novelize is a web-based writing app which allows you to access your work on any device with a browser and an internet connection, right from your desktop, laptop, tablet, or smartphone. Just get the novel written. Say goodbye to sticky notes. With our notebook on the side, you can keep track of all the important information you need to write your novel. We keep distractions to a minimum, help you track your progress, and encourage you to write more novels. You can even use the same notebook for your novels in a series. Outline, write, or organize your novel by switching between modes. You can write your outline notes while you're writing, and you can move scenes and chapters around anytime in the organize mode. Choose between the dark and light theme to help prevent eye strain so that you can stay immersed in your book. Novelize, the app for writers by writers. So the I you know I didn't want to you know just bring attention to the hefty nature of these books, but the these are I mean you could you could choke a horse uh, as, as we here in the south. Um, these these are. Yeah, these are these are serious books. What what is your daily, um, what does your daily writing look like to to churn out this many words? Uh, you know, do you, do you set a goal for yourself each day? I, you know, I used to set a goal for myself, and then I would be really disappointed. This is like just my process in general, and then I would be really disappointed if I didn't hit the goal for whatever reason. Something happened in the house. Um, a scene took longer than I anticipated it taking, you know, all the things that happen, right? Um, or a scene isn't coming or I decide, oh, I want to I want to add something else in here. I want to pivot and do this instead, like halfway through the scene, you know, and um, and then that sets you back. And um, about four or five years ago, I went through a really, really rough period in my life. Like my life kind of fell apart in a lot of different ways. And um and I was really blocked writing for the first time in my life. And I mean, I don't have a choice. You got to write. I'm a, I'm a single mom. I'm the sole support of my family. And um, so anyway, I, through a bunch of, you know, different, like, talking to a lot of different friends who've, you know, been blocked before and this kind of thing where, you know, the last thing I wanted to do was sit down and write because, you know, things were, were falling apart around me and I wasn't feeling very creative. Um, I learned some techniques that kind of helped with that. And one of them was to not put a word count on what I was doing to um, instead 
to instead focus on doing what I could do for the day, you know? And that meant that some days it's only a couple thousand words, but that means that some days it's like seven or 8,000 words, you know? Um, staying disciplined, not like being like, oh, I can't write. I'm just not in the mood. I'm not going to do it. Not like that, but just like, I guess just being a little kinder to myself, you know, because it used yeah. to be that I'd, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to write 3,000 words and then I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to write 3,000 words. And at that period of my life, I could not do that. I would sit down and, um, <clears throat> and I would write, you know, 500 words and then I'd be on social media. And I never, I've never been one of those people who had trouble turning social media off. So like something was obviously not, not right with me in my, in my writing process at the time. Right. And so it really became, um, just do what you can. And at that time, a friend of mine had this little trick that I loved and that I have adopted and I've used in every book in the last five years, including, um, Crave and Crush and, and Covet and, and now Court, which I'm writing. And that is, instead of sitting down saying, I'm going to write 3,000 words, she would write down a list of random numbers. So let's say you're starting with a blank page or on page one of the book. She would write down 109, 326, 645, 812, just random numbers. And you would go up and you would, after each one, you would cross out your number. So after 109 words, you cross it out and you get a reward, whether that's a stretch break or five minutes on social media or a cup of tea, whatever, you got one reward and then you would move on to the next. And it got to the point where now I don't, I don't need the reward. And now I like, I write down the numbers and I try to beat the numbers. So I write a little longer each time than what the number says before I like come up for air. And, um, and now it's more like, I just like, like to look back at the end of the day and cross them all off. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, because we talked about them being hefty books. Right. So, um, <clears throat> Court with the because we had three extended or three um exclusive editions for Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, and Target each took their own, so it was extra content. Why the by the time you added all the content in, it was pretty close to two hundred ninety thousand words, I think. Whoa. And, yeah. Right. <laughs> so like looking back on my list of like numbers, like makes me made me feel so good, you know. Um, and it's she like, sort of gamified your process. Yeah, I did. I totally gamified my process. And it's been um, an amazing thing for me. It, it sounds maybe a little ridiculous, I think, to people. But for whatever reason, it's just, yeah, because I'm a competitive person. And so I get to beat myself every time. And it works. And then it's such a, such a moment of satisfaction to look back on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and to see what it, um, to see everything that you've done. Because, you know, with books this long, there's always that moment where I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, where you, you, you get to the point, like I got to 120,000 words. I think I was at, and I was like, you know, which would be a full book in any other, <laughs> any other iteration of my life. And, and I got to 120,000 words and I had this sinking realization that I wasn't at the midpoint yet. And I was just oh, like, I can't do this. <laughs> and then back at, you know, my lines and everything. And like looking at, okay, I don't have to do, I don't have to do another 120,000 words today. I just have to do this line of numbers. I can do that. And so, yeah, it becomes this, um, this trick, I think, to like get you through. And, you know, cause every writer, Dor Dorothy Parker always says, um, she was, you know, this great American short story. She said, writing is the art of applying the ass to the seat. 
And going bad, like I mentioned, you know, earlier, none of us want to want to apply our butts to the seat. We all want to do anything else. So, uh, so yeah, so that's my little, my little game, my little process. So, so Tracy, um, every writer has, has been at this point where you feverishly write or, or don't, maybe it's a, a total slog where getting through a scene or a chapter or your daily word count, whatever it is. And then you look back at it and uh, invariably there there are times where you just you're just disgusted with what you wrote. You know, it either sounds trite or, you know, it sounds like, you know, I've just rehashed what somebody else has done or, you know, characters would never talk like that. And and for whatever reason, you just you just don't like what you wrote. It just it just doesn't work. Um, are you the kind of writer who will then um, take what you wrote and and rework it and and edit on the spot, or do you have the ability to say, okay, well those words are out and I'm going to move on. I'll come back to that later. Um, w- which camp do you fall in? I cannot move on. Um, I can't move on until it doesn't have to be perfect because obviously your book goes to an editor and your editor does things, but it has right. to feel right in my mind, you know. So I'm not one to be able to move on. I wish I was one also who could just throw it away. Like, oh God, this scene is terrible. Let me just throw that away and rewrite it. And I hate doing that when I'm like in the weeds in the middle of it. So then I'm one who will sit there and spend way too much time editing the scene. I'm a fast writer and a slow editor. And, um, and I hate that. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish that I was, um, I wish that I was a fast editor, you know? But I'm not. And then I'll play with every sentence for like way too long. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm definitely not. The, I'll just move on. I have to tell the story in order. And if it's not right, then my brain's not ready to move on past it. It'll just keep worrying about that thing. Right. Right. So. So, Tracy, let's let's bring people up to speed if they if if they're just coming to the series now and, and just discovering it and and. uh Tell me about uh, the character of Grace and Jackson and this really interesting um, academy. Uh, where where did the, the initial idea for this come from? Well, the initial idea, I've always kind of wanted to write a vampire novel, but um, you're standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, when you were yeah. when you dip your toe in the in the vampire pool. And I think I was always really, really nervous about doing it. Because, yeah, more than a hundred years of 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 yeah. giant shoulders to stand on. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of Bram Stoker's Dracula when I was young, you know, and everything, every vampire series that's come next has been something I've you know wanted to read and and been interested in and and all of that. And so for me, I really wanted to have an interesting world, um, a world that was was different than than what had come before. And until I had that, I was not going to um. I wasn't going to do it. I mean, I've written dragons, I've written witches, I've written um, mermaids, um, any number of, of paranormal superheroes. Um, but I just was really nervous about the vampire thing. And then my publisher actually came to me um, about six months before Crave came out. And she said, you know, I think it's time. I really want to bring vampires back. You want to, you want to help? Cause we've, you know, we've worked together on, on other projects through the years. And I was like, um, yeah, I want to help. I, you know, I'd love to, you know, 
see paranormal on the shelves again and, and all of that. And, um, and so I brainstormed a bunch of ideas, ran them by her. She picked the one she liked the most, which was this boarding school idea that I, cause I'd been wanting to write a boarding school book forever. And so she, she really wanted to run with that one. And then I kind of built up the world and, um, and, and then my publisher, you know, and she, we, I work really closely with my, my editor, um, who, who is also the publisher, um, Liz Pelletier is her name. And, you know, she added, you know, stuff in and we kind of created this world that I, that I get to play in. And, um, it's been interesting because Grace is, is very much a fish out of water, right? Um, she's a San Diego girl who gets transplanted when her parents die up to this boarding school in Alaska that her uncle runs. And she has no idea that paranormal creatures exist. She has no idea that, that any of this is a real thing. Um, and, and she gets there and she figures out pretty soon that something's not right, including the really hot guy she's interested in happens to you know, be a vampire. Um, <laughs> as, and, as, as happens all the time. Yeah. As you do. And, um, the thing is, I really wanted, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that talk, you know, team Jackson and team Hudson with the series and, and I'm very much team grace. I really wanted to tell the story of this girl um who felt powerless powerless because she just lost her family powerless because she just moved away from everything that she knew powerless because here she is a human among among creatures who are who are definitely not and um and what it feels like to find your power in the middle of all that anyway right um because i think that that for so many girls particularly, because I do think this is a very feminist um, series in general, um, so many of us find our power in our um, in our most powerless times and the times where things are, are a mess and we feel like we're never gonna make it through. And I really wanted to um, to create this character who, who was kind of at rock bottom in a lot of different ways, you know, in her life and who, finds a way to claim her power and um and save the world you know <laughs> and um save her world which i think is is something that that women do regularly you yeah, know maybe on, not on the daily yeah right, right. And, uh, and so that was kind of what what we went into into the series with my my publisher and i and i think that that's the pool string that we're working you know so hard to uh to pull through so, Tracy, I, I asked you in the beginning how much of this you had planned out, uh, you know, how much pre-work went into the book series before, you know, we saw um, the, the first book, Crave. Um, now that, that book three is out in the world and you are actively writing on book four, um, how – what sort of divergences has the story taken uh, taken you on at this point? Like, are there are there things about the series that have surprised you as you write it? Um, absolutely. Um, one of the things I think is really interesting, and you'd asked earlier about writing in a pandemic. I think that subconsciously. Um, the tension of the pandemic and the fear and, and everything that we've gone through as a country, um, certainly over the last year and, and, and even longer, I think, has worked its way into the books. I mean, 
No, I mean, obviously there were there were issues and there were themes in, in everyday life that I wanted to address in the books. And, and that's one of the great things about paranormals is you can do that. You can move things into this other world and and look at them more closely than you can, I think, in, in our regular world because of divisions and because people are upset and emotional and, and all that. And you put them in a different world in a different context and it makes it easier for people to look at them and, and think about them. But also, I think subconsciously, the just the tension and 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 the, and the fear and the the pain and the struggle of the last um, I think year definitely provides a, a an added tension to the books. And I think that that surprised me. My agent is actually the one who first mentioned it, and she she said that she really thinks that each book is is a product of the moment in which it was written. Um, which I find, you know, the highest compliment as, as a writer to hear that. Um, but yeah, I think that that it subconsciously worked its way in and um, in a way that I didn't necessarily plan. Um, an interesting thing has happened um, with with technology over the last uh, decade, is especially. Um, but you know, the, the trends have been going on for a lot longer than that. Where. Um, writers are now not only competing with other writers and, and we can, you know, you can have a discussion all day long about whether writers actually compete with other writers or if there's room enough for everybody, you know, um, that's another discussion for another time. But, um, you know, people now talk about that writers have to compete with YouTube and social media and, uh, you know, all of these things that vie for our attention. Well, you did a really cool thing. Um, and it's, it's on your website and it's also in the app store with the, the crave game. Um, this, this, uh, this app that goes along with it, it acts as a, as a way to keep people in your world, while using other technologies and to uh, to keep them rooted and keep their minds on on the world that you created. Um, and, you know, we already talked about the fabulous job that your publisher did with promoting Crave and, and all of the unique ways that they thought out of the box. Well, this this is as about as out of the box as, as you can think of um, what what brought this about and and how have you seen this kind of work into the the publicity of the book and 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 all of that area yeah well entangled actually which is my publisher actually had contracts um with chapters they have several of their books with chapters and they've had really you know good results with it and everything else and um so when it came time for crave um we had you know approached chapters and they were excited about doing the book and um, as a writer, it was the coolest thing seeing my world come to life. Like, I love that so much about chapters. But what we've seen from it um, actually has been, yeah, I've had a lot of people come to the series through the chapters game. I hear pretty regularly, I'll get DMs on Instagram from people who's like, oh, I, I found the book on chapters and um, I wanted to I wanted to know more because, you know, it's a little bit of an abbreviated version, right? Um, I wanted to know more, so I picked up the book, and now I'm, like, totally immersed in the world. And the other really cool thing is, you know, Crave is sold into, I don't, I want to say, between 10 and 20 countries. I don't want to give an exact number because I don't know, and it's changing pretty regularly. Um, and having the chapters game, a number of people, readers from those countries before the game or before the book even comes out are aware of it, and it's kind of spread through word of mouth because they played it on chapters which i also think is incredibly cool 
that is incredibly cool. And uh, I, I love seeing it when when companies uh, embrace new technologies and, and find ways to use it to their advantage instead of just, you know, bah humbug, you know, throw stuff at, at the, uh, at everyone else. I, I love that. Um, whatever we can do to, to broaden the umbrella. That's, that's what I say. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So covet is book three. Where do we find our, our, uh, our protagonist at this point and uh, how is the story heating up? Um, in trouble. We find our protagonist in trouble. <laughs> as you Which told. is exactly where we want them. Which is exactly where we want them. Um, Grace has, um, I don't think, you know, because the book's out there, um, no spoilers for Covet, but um, for Crave, we, we find out that um, Grace is a, is a paranormal being, um, not a vampire, something else. And um, and so through Crush, it was very much about learning to live in that world as a paranormal being and learning what her own powers were and learning um, how she fits in this this brave new world that she's discovered while um, a lot of people are out to get her. Um, and a lot of and and she's she's been born or she's been thrust into this world that is already not at war, but not at ease, you know. Um, there are rumblings of war. There are there are power struggles going on, and and trying to find your place. Being this, she's a she's a pretty rare paranormal creature. Trying to find her place in this world that um, that is already so uneasy um, is is a problem, and that's a lot of what Crush is about. And then Covet is she's kind of found her power and she's learned to um, to live with it and and love it um but it also with great power right comes great responsibility and there is a lot of other stuff going on and a lot of the people that she loves are um are in jeopardy and and how she can how she can turn that around and how she can help save those people that she loves so much Tracy, are you going to miss this world when you uh, when you finish up court and uh, you know move on to whatever the next project is I am actually a surprising amount. Like you mentioned before, um, I do have I do have a number of books and a number of series before this. And um, usually at the end of the series, I'm like, okay, I feel like, and maybe maybe when I get to the end of the court, I'll be there. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I've done my best by these characters and, and I'm ready to, you know, let go. Right now, I'm like, I love this world that, that, that I've created and I love this world that they play in. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure I'm ready to say goodbye yet. I'm a little sad about it. Well, thank God right now we don't have to say goodbye because book three is out everywhere now. Covet. Um, if you've not caught up to the series this thus far, go grab book one, Crave, then book two, Crush. Book three, Covet is out everywhere now. Uh, this fall, I think September, uh, Court comes out and. Uh, you know this this is going to occupy a you can live in this world for a while uh and i highly recommend that you do we're going to put links to uh to all of that in the show notes of this episode tracy you have a fantastic website full of uh of stuff where people can just dig into to you know the whole world of tracy wolf um where, where can they connect with you online um tracywolfauthor.com is my website and then i'm mostly on instagram at tracywolfbooks 
And then you can catch me on Twitter as Tracy Wolf and Facebook. Oh, Facebook. I have a really cool um, Facebook group called The Wolf Pack. And um, we have a lot of fun in there. And I have amazing fans. And they do all kinds of really cool things in The Wolf Pack. So you can catch me there, too. Awesome. We'll put links to all that in the show notes uh, of this episode. Tracy, um, I love catching up with you. Thank you so much for taking time to come back on the show. I love being here. Thank you so much for having me. Authors, if you're looking for a partner to help ensure that your book is the best it can possibly be, look no farther than Pico's House. Crystal and her staff make a conscious effort to be critical yet courteous. They also strive to make the business side of things run smoothly so that you can rest easy knowing that your manuscript is in capable hands. Whether you need beta reading, developmental editing, a manuscript critique, line editing, copy editing, or proofreading, Pico's House is the one-stop shop for you. Check them out today at picoshouse.com to get started. Dream Author by Sophie Hanna is an immersive 14-month coaching program for writers at any and every level of experience, and also for those of you who want to write and are just waiting for the right encouragement and guidance to get you started. Your writing dreams should make you happy. For so many of us, our dreams are not a source of happiness. Instead, they cause us stress, guilt, frustration, and even shame. Here's the great news. All of these feelings are natural and all writers experience them. The problem, though, is that when your writing dreams bring you more anxiety than joy, it affects your resolve and your productivity, and you end up not taking the action you need to take in order to propel your dreams in the right direction so that they can stand a strong chance of coming true. That's why Sophie created the Dream Author Coaching Program to teach anyone who is passionate about writing how to change the way they build, think about, and pursue their writing dreams in order to become their own most powerful ally and advocate for the rest of their writing life. And more great news. Once you've learned that skill, it lasts forever. Visit dreamauthorcoaching.com to get started today. The Bad Company Complete Series Omnibus, books one through seven. Humanity's greatest export, justice. Space is a dangerous place, even for the wary, especially for the unprepared. The aliens have no idea. Here comes The Bad Company. The Bad Company, book one, Colonel Terry Henry Walton takes his warriors into battle for a price in this first installment of The Bad Company. He believes in the moral high ground and is happy to get paid for his role in securing it. Set in the Cutharian Gambit universe, Terry, Char, and their people-humans, werewolves, were-tigers, and vampires form the core of the Bad Company's direct action branch, a private conflict solution enterprise. Join them as they fight their way across Tissakinan 4, where none of the warring parties were what they expected. The seven-book series Omnibus includes The Bad Company, Blockade, Price of Freedom, Liberation, Destroyer, Discovery, Overwhelming Force. Grab the complete Bad Company series by Craig Martell now. How to Be a Badass Witch by Michael Anderley. Virtutus Gloria Mercies. Translation, Glory is the Reward of Valor. Fed up with playing the normal game, recent university graduate, ex-cum laude, ex-soccer star, ex-popular and mostly broke Cara Madonna changes her life when she decides to research how to be a witch and believes it. 
Kara didn't want to go back east and deal with her overbearing mom, so when university was done, she stayed behind in Los Angeles. Little did she realize how controlling moms can be from the other side of the country. Feeling a little desperate to make her own way, she buys a few books on business and one on a lark, How to Be a Badass Witch. That's when the trouble started. Find out just what trouble a young woman can get into when the magic just might be real. How to Be a Badass Witch by Michael Andrews.